0: Well, this win streak is over. See if the Jazz can start another one on Monday. I'm not sure what, Rod, I leave. I'm sitting here. I mean, I, I feel like I have two thoughts on this. One, or three thoughts. i would never only have two. Clippers are really, really good. Absolutely agree with um, that. And if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna win a conference, you're gonna have to beat some really, really good teams. And, you know, maybe the one big difference between this year's Jazz team and the 97-98 uh, eight, Jazz is that there's better teams in the conference than there were for that Jazz team. There, were, there weren't really, you know, that, that Houston team was okay, but that Laker team wasn't ready yet. Like, they were the dominant. Last time we were this good was they were the dominant team in the conference. That is not the case. There are two equally as dominant teams in our conference. Second thought I had is that the script has been set on how to play this team. Now Everyone's going to try mm-hmm. it. Whether they can do it or not, like the Clippers did, is not clear. Everyone is going to try this. And the third one is like, yes, yeah, so you lost by four in L.A. against the Clippers. Like, big de- big whooping deal. Like, that's actually how the league works. You don't go 72-0, and, and if you want me to choose the first place you're going to lose, it's either in L.A. to the Clippers <laughs> or Lakers, and you lost by four, Whoopee. Du-da. Well, uh, did the Jazz learn anything tonight about how to
1: play the, the Clippers? Or, I mean, you know that Paul George is on a minute restriction. Um, Clippers are more of Paul. It's all about Paul George. Well, and I think Tyron Lue said that he was going to put the ball in both of those guys' hands, George and Kawhi, and they're the ones going to make plays. Um, who's benefiting for, from what they try to do out there on the floor? Patrick Beverly gets all uncontested looks. Morris gets all uncontested. And who else?
0: Well, I mean, Luke Kennard yeah, didn't even Kennard play tonight. Did. He's a pretty good player. Right. Jackson, not, Luke, Jackson Luke Kennard is the not the even in their rotation. He averaged like 18 a game for Detroit last year.
1: They're loaded. And, and yeah, they're they're deep. They're, they're deep. So and their defense is, is probably uh, what's going to win if they win an NBA championship, it's going to be because of how good their defense is.
0: They would be my favorite in the... They've been my favorite all year in the West. Well, the day they signed Serge Ibaka, they were my favorite in the West.
1: And that was even before they got
0: Morris, huh? No, before they got Batum. They had Morris at... Uh,
1: Morris has only played 21
0: games. Right, but Morris signed a uh, trade deadline last year with, from a deal with the Knicks and then yeah. probably re-signed in the offseason. Uh, Tim Wacombe, Jake Scott join us now. And your takeaways are similar or different sir
2: My takes I'm actually uh, fairly optimistic, as crazy as it sounds. I mean, things did not go great for the jazz, and I totally agree with you that this is you know this is the the choice that teams are going to make. you know they're going to try to to just absolutely make the jazz paint shooters, floaters um, but I, I just don't think teams, you know, the Clippers are special. I think they're special in a lot of different reasons for a lot of different reasons. But their length, primarily, um, amazing how much ground they cover uh, when they close out. You know, like that clip of, of Kawhi tonight blocking shot in the corner with his pinky. Um, they just they just make the floor. I mean, they, they make you have to make decisions pretty quickly. But I think overall, you know, after winning nine in a row, they're back at full strength. You're playing. Back to back, there. I think you got to be pretty, pretty, you know, not happy with the outcome. But I think the outcome, like you said, the NBA makes sense.
0: I got nothing else for you. Hi, Jake.
3: Hey, David. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys had a great broadcast tonight. Well done. We're hoping hey, to yeah. get to one o'clock tonight on the post We're gonna do our best.
0: So, uh,
1: you want to go with me tomorrow morning?
2: Yes. I go in do. Provo. Stop. Stop. <laughs> pick me up, Booner. I'll pick
1: you up on the way. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'll, just, I'll come out of the, I'll come to out the exit, too. I'm not going down. i was with you. Why are
0: you not going to St. George?
1: David, because I don't want to.
0: Okay, that's perfectly fine, but like, <laughs> I think you <he laughs> would want to. You think I to. should go, right? Yeah.
2: Scottsdale. <laughs> then maybe it's going be Scottsdale, Boone. My, that's
0: my wife just drove for 10 hours for two rounds for her daughter. Oh, really? They left Thursday and just got home tonight. So. They brought me Pizzeria 712, home.
2: So, ooh. That's special stuff right there. He ate
1: the whole box, too. I don't think it's. Did he share? I don't think she intended for him to eat the whole
2: box. Oh, you don't eat that stuff, do you, Booner? I do not. You bring your almonds in a baggie. I'll
1: tell you what, I had a a salad with some apples cut up in it and turkeys.
2: You're going to fix my diet this summer on the golf course. (laughs) No more
3: river dogs for me. All right, guys. We'll see you on Monday.
1: All right,
0: guys.
3: Great work. See you, guys. See ya. 116 to 112 is your final. Uh, we're talking about it coming up next. Jazz follow the Clippers right here on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs> Tough loss tonight to the Utah Jazz, This or for the Utah Jazz. The streak is over. They lose to the Clippers tonight, 116 to 112. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe at your Jazz Game night, post-game show, and Tim, they got a, a great second-half effort, just came up a little bit short. Donovan tried to make some big ones there down the stretch, but just not enough. The Clippers are very good, and uh, we saw exactly why tonight. Clippers are very good,
2: and they were really motivated tonight. Um, you know, having Paul George back in the lineup, Kawhi back in the lineup, Batoon back in the lineup really kind of invigorated this team. Uh, obviously had lost to the Jazz and, and needed to right the ship. So their effort was really good. Um, the Jazz, you know, I really do believe they were four or five kind of plays away from winning the game. Um, they 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 hung in there all night long, but it was just their inability to get over the hump, uh, take the lead, and kind of get some momentum going that way. But I loved the fight, even down to the last you know last few seconds.
3: No doubt about it. And I came out tonight, and I know Jazz fans probably don't want to hear it, but I came out impressed with the Clippers. The Clippers are awesome, and and they were the most. They really were disappointing, I thought, last year. Really disappointing in the bubble. You look at the talent that they've they've brought together. They're deep. They're athletic. They're long. They're good on offense. They're good on defense. And they're going to be formidable. Uh, and they're absolutely contenders. So, we, I mean, we saw a really good Clipper team tonight, and they gave the Jazz troubles. And the, the Jazz in the second half, I thought, played a much better basketball game. I mean, they certainly adjusted, but... Got to give the Clippers credit. They're good, too. Yeah, it came down to
2: possessions, really, and one of the things, kind of the subplots that came out of this the last couple nights is, you know, the Clippers really tried to identify and pick on Boyan all night, yep. um, and what really was apparent to me, as good as the Clippers are, the Jazz hung right there with them, and the Clippers did not necessarily, you know, I thought the Jazz defense really bothered the Clippers, too, but the the uh the Jazz fight
3: and, and commitment to stay in there was really, really impressive. Donovan had 35 for the Jazz tonight. Most of that damage coming in the second half, I believe he had four at halftime. So 31 points in the second half for Donovan on 12 of 27 shots. Bogdanovich had 23. Uh, Conley coming back from injury at 16 in just 25 minutes of play. And Jordan Clarkson with 19 coming in off the bench for the Clippers. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 10 of 24, 29 points. Beverly had 17. George had 15 Lou Williams had 19 coming in off the bench. And to your point about the defense, you know, uh, Kawhi is so good and got to the line 10 times, made nine of them. But, you know, if you can keep him – I mean, 10 of 24 is is not a bad defensive effort on on Kawhi.
2: Yeah, I just don't want him to get to the line 10 times, but he's a good player. And, you know, the Jazz got put in some tough situations. Again, I mentioned Boyan, but th- that last group that the Clippers had on the floor is really hard to guard because they can run good action, but at the same time they've got – George and Kawhi and Morris, who's is really kind of a, a face you up isolation type player. So, um, really, it's going to be interesting to watch how they play that that smaller lineup. Um, but I, I thought their bigs were good for them too tonight. I thought Ibaka and Zubats played, um, you know, played hard. They didn't score the ball great, but they they were a great force inside and caused the Jazz, you know, issues around the basket.
3: And then, uh, as you say, when they went small with Morris at the at the center, I mean. He banged down three of five threes, Dude's, dude. Dude shoots good, fifty-one man. from fifty-one th- percent from three. So, I mean, Clippers are they're a tough matchup.
2: No, I'm with you. I, I still believe that the this Jazz team's a better team, and I'll tell you why. Because I think, um, again, everything was stacked. The Jazz have won nine in a row. Uh, this one really, just like that Denver game, it, it kind of sat out there as a game that you 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 know. Again, the Jazz are not having their typical year where they lose you know, a handful of games. They lose one. They win a bunch in a row. But this one just from the outset and then when all the guys were made available tonight, you just felt like this was going to be a hard one to get.
3: All right. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast coming your way on Monday night. The Charlotte Hornets will be in town. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got some post-game sound for you and we'll continue to break it down. Jazz follow the clips 116 to 112 right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Brought to you by Mark Miller, Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Your final. The Clippers beat the Jazz tonight 116 to 112. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. Let's get a look at your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by Les Olson Company, Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, tonight, coach, the, the Jazz shot 47.7% from the field. Uh, 36.3% from three. They were 12 of 34. They were led by Donovan Mitchell's 35 points on 12 of 27 shooting. Donovan had five assists and four rebounds, three steals as well. Bogdanovich had a nice shooting night, 23 points, 8 of 11 shooting, 4 of 5 uh, from three for bogey. Jordan Clarkson with 19 coming off the bench, 9 of 17. Uh, Mike Conley in his return to the lineup, 16 points. On five eleven, shooting two of five from three. Mike came back and played uh, twenty five uh, minutes tonight. Kawhi Leonard with twenty nine for the Clippers. Patrick Beverly with seventeen. Paul George seventeen. Marcus Morris with seventeen coming in off the bench, and Lou Williams uh, with nineteen. So not a, I mean Tim, not a dreadful shooting night from the Utah Jazz, considering they're going up against the Clippers' defense as well. Just not the astronomical shooting that we're used to seeing as of late.
2: Yeah, I think that's a good way to say it. The the Jazz really struggled to even get three pointers off early in the game, and then when they did, they were mostly dribble into. Um, the Clippers really did kind of crack the code on making the Jazz, uh, you know, more uncomfortable, closed quicker, got there, and and made shooting tough. But even through all that, they ended up making twelve at thirty five percent. You know, I look at this box, and you know, Jordan Clarkson, who's just been unbelievable. But if he makes one or two more threes, you know, and, and the Jazz are able to kind of fuel one of those spurts they were on, um, you know, momentum maybe carries them. But it was just one of those nights where, in my mind, you have to give the Clippers all the credit. I don't think this is one where, um, you know, the Jazz didn't make shots. I think this was more the Clippers really did affect the shot
3: chart. And the way that they play defense. I mean, Locke's talking about how they're kind of... Uh showing how you're going to guard the jazz and you're going to get that. This is the NBA. They scout, they have game plans. They figure things out. And, you know, we've seen teams do this to the jazz more and more. And it just happens to the Clippers should be, we could look into the stats, but one of the best defensive teams in, in, uh, in the NBA and the jazz will have to adjust and figure out a way to, uh, combat it against, uh, if this Clipper team, if they see him again this year, or, you know, pretty much anybody else who tries to do it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think
2: about the opponents coming up, and they showed Charlotte up on there. I know the Jazz play Charlotte, um, you know, next, but the biggest thing I think about with that is at any one time, LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hay were going to be on the floor. So Charlotte can take this game plan all they want. Um, but I think Ron made the astute point that, hey, the game plan's one thing, you got to have the personnel to actually execute it. And that's why we see teams have some success in spurts against the Jazz. But like David said, they end up pulling the ripcord at a certain point because the Jazz figure out a way uh, and just continue with the barrage. And I thought they did that a little bit tonight despite the loss. I mean, Donovan Mitchell certainly He was did. unbelievable in the yeah. second half. I mean, we talked second half. I told you somebody's got to lead out. And Donovan came right out of the gates, and it was, there was no doubt that that dude was trying to take the game. Uh, again, a couple of times he plays a rebound here or there. When you get into a, a couple possession game, it really could go in either way. And it's just, you know, you go back and, and you make adjustments, but I totally agree with you. This is, this is a, a phenomenal Clipper team that in my mind reads right there with the jazz, you know, one,
3: one, a, as far as best teams in the league. All right, let's send you back to LA where Quinn Snyder is addressing the media.
4: We'll get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV.
5: Coach, you took them all the way down to the wire. What are your thoughts on the way you guys competed tonight? Well, you know, they're obviously, you know, a really, really good team and tough to handle, I thought. The offensive glass, their offensive boards in the first part of the game uh, hurt us where they got a few, um, you know, threes off, off some of the uh, their offensive rebounds. But, you know, I, I I like how we competed. It's, you know, these are the games that we've talked about that um, whether you win them, obviously it would be nice to win it. Um, but we're, you know, trying to get better and, uh, that's where our mindset is. And, you know, as disappointed as, as you are, that you don't win the game, you know, this is another situation that we want to take and, you know, use to get better.
4: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
3: Q. it seemed like there were stretches, you know, especially like kind of midway through the fourth quarter where they take, uh, Kawhi and Paul
2: George
5: come back. I can't hear you, Eric. Can you, guys Olivia? Can you let him know we can't hear him?
4: Yep. Hey, Eric, we can't hear you, and I unfortunately can't mute you. <laughs>
6: about uh, kind of the the focus in, in the in the situations like that. Hey,
5: Eric, could you... Did, did, Eric, question? I... Up. I couldn't hear your question, Eric. Um, I heard the, the last part of it. I heard Paul George's
3: name. Um, yeah, sorry, Wi-Fi went out for a second. Uh, okay. I, I was talking about that stretch kind of midway through the fourth where they sat out Kawhi and PG, and it seemed like you guys maybe had a chance to go on a run and instead... The Clippers
7: expanded the lead by four, I want to say, in that stretch. How did you feel? (laughs) Okay.
5: You're out again, Eric. Let me me try to answer the question. Can you guys, can everyone hear me? Yep,
4: you're good, Coach. Okay.
5: So during during that stretch uh, of the game, you know, you'd always like to – Um, to make up ground, you know, when, when those two guys are out of the game, um, you know, I felt like we continued to attack. Um, There were some situations with, you know, if we could have got a few shots to fall, we may have been able to make a little more of a run, um, you know, and they were able to to build a lead during, during that, that stretch and, and beyond. But I, I thought, you know, both Kawhi and PG made, um, made some big shots. Um, Kawhi in particular, you know, got to his mid range and uh, particularly when they were small, um, it's tough, tough to handle when they have shooting around that it's very difficult to help. And he's so, um, he's so good in, in that mid range area.
4: Ben Anderson, cancel
3: Quinn, you've talked a lot about the value of learning to play with a lead. Is there also value in learning to play from behind and, and what that can do the rest of the season?
5: Yeah, I think, you know, every situation, you know, has its challenges. Um obviously it's you'd like to have to learn, you know, to play with the lead tonight that wasn't the case and um I think you saw, you know, our team that you know, was competing and um you never know what the game's going to look like and that's why you, you know you keep playing and keep competing.
4: Last question, any Larson's like Trivian? When they had success
7: with that small lineup uh, with Marcus Morris at center, how did you guys want to defend that? And kind of how, you know, how do you want to compensate with those kind of looks when when teams play you that way?
5: Well, that, that's a tough matchup, you know, for, for us, for anyone really, um, because they just put shooting all around the floor. Um, you know, and you, you want to be able to try and help. Um, but then again, you know, it, it's hard to come off anybody. We, we we came off Pat Beverly one time and he made a big shot, um, you know, the next time they missed, but we didn't get a rebound. Um, we changed matchups a few times. And, you know, when you are in those situations, you're going to give something up and, you know, we, we have to be able to scramble, you know, when we're in rotations. And as I said, sometimes that makes it even more difficult to come up with a, with a big rebound, but give give Pat credit. You know he he made a big shot. He's a confident player. You know, and I, I don't know that that stretch necessarily cost us the game. But to your point, Andy, you know when they do play Morris at the five, it is a unique lineup because he's such a good shooter too.
4: All right, that's all. Thank you.
3: All right, there you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team dropped a tough one uh, tonight to the Clippers, one sixteen to one
2: twelve. <laughs> I <laughs>
3: had some trouble. <laughs> had some that trouble was, with uh, the connection there. It was. It's hard.
2: It's hard, man. This technology stuff, and when like he didn't know he was
3: breaking up, and it was that was quite a saga. It was quite a saga, and you could tell. In all seriousness, uh, Coach coming off a tough loss, you could tell he was. Losing a tad bit of, of patience. <laughs> Remind me of Beano Cook. And, and the poor, uh, I, I can't remember who it was, but uh, Jazz PR member who's who's running that thing, she's going, <laughs> I can't mute him.
2: <laughs> it was like a, oh. a extended version of Domo Arigato.
3: Oh, man. And what stood out to you about what Coach had to say right there? No, he, I think he,
2: he said pretty eloquently how good this Clipper team is, how hard the matchup is. Um, you know, I agree with him. They took some chances to try to, you know, they early in the game, they doubled down on Kawhi. I thought there was really good things in there. And and it wasn't like the Clippers were just on easy street either. It was, it was a hard fought game and really could have gone either way. But I I think his mindset's great. I think, uh, you know, you get this one behind you, you you get a little bit of rest now and you, you get to focus on a new opponent, um, get back home and, um, and so i i
3: think overall quinn's got to be pretty pleased with the effort tonight oh sure the effort was there the jazz played hard obviously until the until the very end i mean donovan's even uh, intentionally missing free throws at the end when it when it almost seemed futile so i mean i, I think effort is not going to be a problem for this jazz team i don't think that was the issue
2: tonight. no no way and they what was the issue was a really good team played well against them and they they have the Jazz have pretty much done what we saw the Clippers do to them. That's what, that's what we've seen all year long. And, and the Clippers have the ability to make things really difficult for the Jazz. And I, I still, at the end of the day, I believe the Jazz are a better team, and I think that'll prove itself out, you know, in the long run.
3: Yeah, and and they'll make adjustments. And if and when these two teams play next, I mean, uh, you'll see a different uh, type game plan from the Jazz, I'm sure. Just looking on. Uh, on uh, the the Clippers basketball reference page. I can't believe they're 14th in defensive rating. And maybe that's just because we haven't seen this squad play together very much. David was saying that closing lineup has only played uh, together for like 14 possessions all year, which seems crazy. But, I mean, this should be one of the top at least five defenses in the NBA. And I mean, when it comes the they have.
2: down to playoff time, you can guarantee they'll probably be about as good as you're going to see. You know, the Jazz right there. But their ability to be – To switch and still have size all over the floor is really a a real great strength for them defensively.
3: You know, it's hilarious, and Mm. I'm trying to remember if this was in the third or fourth quarter. I think it was in the third quarter where Donovan got Beverly switched off of him and got Kawhi switched onto him, and you could almost see Donovan go, oh, someone else besides Beverly. Sure, it's Kawhi Leonard, but man, I'm going right to the hoop. And he actually ended up making the play over Kawhi Leonard, but that just made me kind of laugh like, well, you get Beverly off you, but you've got Kawhi, and all of a sudden that's a relief. That's That says something about the Clippers.
2: Yeah, it's Beverly's a unique guy, and he, his real role and, and only role on this team is to, to shoot open shots and just cause absolute havoc on the defensive end. And he started right from the, the beginning with Donovan, knocking balls out of his hands, just being there, being pesky. Um, but Donovan, I, I think Donovan in that second half learned some things tonight yeah. and something he can definitely build on against the Clippers team down the road.
3: Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. 116 to 112 is your final jazz Follow to the Clippers. We'll get your player sound coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz lose tonight 116 to 112 to the LA Clippers in Los Angeles. Let's get to your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go CERTA or visit CERTAPRO.com. That's CERTA with a C. We do painting, you do life. Points in the paint tonight. Jazz outscored the Clips 50 to 44. And uh, I'm a little surprised by that because it seemed like uh, everybody was taking mid-range shots. I'm surprised that Jazz got to 50 uh, as far as points in the paint goes. But I guess, you know, Clarkson and Donovan, too, did hit a lot of those floaters and those uh, runners in the lane.
2: Yeah, that's where I know David mentioned that they took a lot of non-paint twos, but uh, the majority, you know, you look at Bowie on, they, they were just doing a great job of funneling everybody right to that spot. And, That will be a big key, you know, against this team next time is just being able to break um, some things open and get some kickouts, kind of get that going.
3: But, you know, they made the shots they needed to make to keep the game close tonight. I just couldn't get over the hump. We did not see the kickouts tonight, and that has a lot to do with the Clippers, I'm sure, staying home on guys. And, by the way, they are amazing at closing out. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is one of the best in the league about closing out on threes. You know what
2: they're great at, too, is just guarding the ball. Yeah. They don't get beat. They keep guys in front of them, and that way when they do stay home
3: with shooters, there's no advantage. Uh, Locke said they hit. Uh, the Jazz did, anyway, toward the end of the game, they had one catch-and-shoot three in the second half. I mean, it's just not what we're used to seeing with this Jazz team. And credit the Clippers, great game plan, executed it terrifically well. And have the personnel
2: to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna live on that statement tonight. I don't fear that the rest of the league's onto something or going to be on to something just because they got to have the guys to execute it for 48 minutes
3: well i mean paul george Kawhi leonard and patrick beverly are three of the best i mean not just defenders in the nba but on the ball defenders in the nba and then add uh, zubats or or obaka yeah and then rotate the next guy through or, or terrence Mann coming in off the bench who, who can play some defense too i mean they just they're they're a very deep team They've very got deep a lot, team a lot, lot of, of talent a lot of pieces but you know so do we and very athletic too. And that's that's a big thing. It's gonna give them a lot of advantage. And and we haven't even talked about Nicholas Batum, who's a who's a good defender in his own right. Locke was talking about how even going back to to his Portland days, he was considered a great on the ball defender. It's amazing how he just disappeared in Charlotte, where he signed that big deal and you go to a kind of a small market team and not win a whole lot of basketball games and you just kind of fall off the map. You forget that he does a lot of nice things. I know he didn't score tonight, but uh, he can be certainly a very useful player for the Clippers.
2: Him coming off a concussion, that makes sense. You know, he's hasn't been out there for a minute, and everything was moving pretty fast. Um, but, yeah, for him to to not score in 31 minutes is, is pretty interesting. Uh, but I guess the, you know, he's he's the guy that's also a recipient of what everybody else is doing in, in Kawhi. And and George had most of the action tonight.
3: All right, let's get some player sound. Uh, let's go back to LA. Let's start things off with Rudy Gobert.
4: Okay, we're going to start with Chris and Kenny Just TV.
5: Hey, Rudy, Coach said that this one tonight is a learning opportunity for you guys facing a full strength Clippers team. What did this one show you?
6: I mean, it's a it's a very good team. You know, they came out rested. They came out ready, and uh, you know, the I think the I f- it felt like a playoff game, you know, the, the intensity, uh, the tough shots that they were making all night. Uh, you know, it was, a uh, it was a great opportunity for us to you know just keep getting better.
4: Andy Larson's electric. Tribune. Right, you guys got out rebounded,
7: uh, offensive out rebounded 11 to six. And then the second chance points were 16 to eight. What guys, what can you do better? You know, obviously they're a long team, but what can you do better against them in the, in the rebounding category?
6: Just uh, you know, get hit, get physical, and get get the boards. You know, obviously uh, when uh, when there's Kawhi, Paul, Paul George posting up, you know, and uh, we get cross match, uh, you know, the other guys just go and, and crash, and we gotta find a way to you know uh, communicate better and uh, just box out and get get those rebounds. You know, I think uh, I think that was the key tonight. You know, we they hit a lot a lot of tough shots contested mid-range and uh, that's kind of what they do. You know, some nights they're going to make more, some nights less but uh, if you get those rebounds, um, you know, we, we win this game.
7: Quick follow-up on that. Is that harder when they have Marcus Morris at center and you guys are kind of scrambling to figure out how to cover all five of their shooters?
6: No, because I'm comfortable regarding that. You know, at the end of the day, uh, whether it's Ibaka, Marcus Morris or Zubak on the boards, you know, uh, when when Kawhi when Kawhi gets an open lane, I mean, I have to I have to do something. I, I can't just stay on the, on, the, on Pat Beverly in the corner. You know, I have to make sure Kawhi doesn't get a dunk. And uh, you know, and if uh, if Pat Beverly is gonna hit threes or contested threes, we're gonna you know we're gonna leave it that. And he hit two tonight.
4: All right, that's all the time we have. Thank
3: you, Rudy. Interesting stuff from Rudy Gobert there talking about, you know, why the Clippers gave the Jazz a bit of trouble. You know, Kawhi getting into the paint makes Rudy make that uh, make that decision. And when Morris was there and they had to pull Rudy out of the paint, I mean, uh, we've talked about that a lot on this show, you know, against, uh, you know, Jokic and some other centers that pull Rudy out of the paint. It's an issue. And, and it makes it hard to rebound the ball, which is where that question started in the first place.
2: Yeah, when Rudy's away from the basket, um, you know, he – He's been so good because he can hang around the basket, but they they really do have personnel that can yank him away from it. Um, you know, you saw even a Baca early getting some shots from three. Uh, so they're smart. They're going to attack that. I was really impressed. <clears throat> a couple times Rudy ended up switches. There was one particular play where Paul George tried to beat him. You know, shook him, tried to give everything he had, went between his legs, and ended up taking a, a late contested two that he missed. Um, I, 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 I There may be some merit to – the Jazz figuring out ways to to kind of switch and keep Rudy central. Um, I don't know how that would work, but I, I've been impressed with him just in some of those random matchups against smaller guys.
3: Well, he uh, not this game, but the last game blocked Lou Williams out of, with an uh, you know open floor jump shot. So I mean, Rudy holds his own. Certainly, Locke talks about that a lot during the broadcasts. When he gets switched onto those guys, it's not you know it's not generally a problem for for the Jazz. So I'm you know, but the problem is then when Rudy's doing that. He's not doing other Rudy stuff like protecting the rim and pulling down boards.
2: Yeah. And that that's obviously what he needs to be doing. Um, it'd be interesting to go back and watch it, but
3: I, I credit Lou there. I thought that was a strategic thing they did tonight that really paid off for the Clippers. All right, let's go back to LA. Let's continue the player sound. Let's now hear from Donovan Mitchell.
4: All right. We're going to start with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Don coach was, said that he was pleased with the way you guys competed and there's a lot you can take away from this game what is it that you learned from this one tonight
7: um like he said you know we competed you know at the end of the day you know to start the game you know they played solid defense they made they made tough shots you know they're they're a good team they're you know and that at the end of the day we we we, we lost the game I would say on the boards you know I think that was second chance points I think that's what really hurt us you know but if you look at the overall game you know we played solid defense throughout, but, you know, they just, they came out there and got the extra little boards and, and the rebounds. And we just got to do a better job of that. I had one, JC had one. We all had one, you know, and I think that's something we can look at and say, okay, how do we fix these mistakes? You know? And I think that's what I say whenever, whenever we win games, I say, we're not trying to be this team in February. We're trying to be there in, in July. And, you know, I think this is a, this is a, a bump in the road and a good one. In my opinion, I think this is something we can look at and say, okay, you know, we stayed with them, but this is what separated the game. And um, I think that's, we. I'm, I'm proud of the way we played and competed, like you said, but there's definitely room for improvement in that area. And, you know, we got to go out there and do it.
4: David James, KTV.
3: Donovan, it looked like you uh, had some issues offensively that you were solving as the game went along. Can you kind of speak to that, some of the things you figured out as you put together some runs later you couldn't do early?
7: Yeah, I mean, I got to give credit to Pat, man. Like, you know, he's, he's first team all defense for a reason. Um, made my life, you know, hard to start the game. You know, he kind of set the tone, you know, and I think that was just, you know, credit to him. You know, I, I give him, I'm giving him credit for that. But for me, you know, you know, seeing that and finding ways to just play through it, you know, not necessarily putting the ball in the rim, but kind of finding guys, using myself as a decoy in certain instances to get guys open shots, you know, and I think letting the game come to me naturally was tough, you know, when I had those two fouls, but then when you get to the second half and, you know, you're not worried as so much about, getting that third one and getting that fourth one early. Now you're starting to be aggressive. I'm starting to be aggressive and continuing to get into the lane and attack. And, you know, um, but, you know, as far as the struggles, the the, the early struggles, you know, I give Pat his credit, man, you know, he's, he's a hell of a defender. Um, they all did, a, they all did a good job, but, you know, as a group, you know, I think it, it helped me, you know, kind of get going when, you know, we guys are kind of seeing, tell me what they see you know, being able to share the ball, being able to bring the ball up, being able to score, doing all those different things. But, you know, that's where it started.
4: And Anderson KSLSports.com.
7: Don, how was it to have uh, Mike back? Uh, See the start of the game, <laughs> uh, man. He's he's um, he's. Uh, it's great to have Mike. You know, somebody come out there. You know, can give you seven nine like that. You know, then maybe it's five assists like that. Maybe it's five rebounds. Just you know, having his presence out there is huge. You know, on top of that, his defense. You know, obviously he was on a little bit of a restriction tonight. But you know, that's that's we miss his presence for sure. We miss his his game, his play. Um, in my opinion, you know, he's, he should be an all-star, um, and I'm hoping he is, I'm praying he is, and, you know, he deserves it, but, um, it's definitely good to have him back out there and competing. And, you know, as, as he plays more, we'll start to, you know, get back to it, but, you know, it didn't look like he missed a beat, i <laughs> to be honest with you. He's been working hard in, in practice and, you know, in his, in his own time and kind of doing the treatments necessary to stay on the course. And you saw it
6: tonight.
4: Tim McMahon, ESPN.
6: Donovan, what significance do you take out of this stretch where you guys have won 20 and 22, whether it's maybe you've proven something as a team or, or strides that you've made?
7: Uh, I think, you know, the biggest thing is what we see in ourselves. You know, it's not so much proven to everybody else. I think the biggest thing is we're taking away how we win games. You know, yeah, we've won. It's like 16 games by double digits. But, you know, some of those games, it's a four-point game, and then we blow it open. You know, you look at a game like this, this is probably our first game, first close game in a – in a while, you know, so I think there's just continue building blocks, you know, some of them happen to be through wins and tonight was a loss. Uh, but I think for us, just understanding how we go about games, you know, our execution late game was, was, was great. And they may, the shot may not always go in X late game, but tonight was good. You know, it was a good sign to see how we can execute plays and draw up things and execute them on the floor. Um, you look at other games, you know, the way we respond, you know, they're getting hit first, the way we hit first, you know, there's so many different things that we've seen throughout the stretch. But uh, as I said before, Tim, you know we're not here to you know be satisfied with what happens today, tomorrow. You know we're getting ready for for the the long haul, second half of the season, and then playoffs. You know, and we got to continue to be this team and not just be this team in the first half of the season.
4: Maxime, the free
7: agent. Uh, what uh, did you miss in my time? You you make free uh, points, catch three points, but uh, what do you miss exactly? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't hit a part. Sorry. What do you miss in money time? You've, not from you, but from the team. What do I miss as far as like? What, what you guys oh, okay. Okay. Um, I think the biggest thing, you know, I give Royce his credit, how he guarded Kawhi down the stretch. We got to get in there and help him out on the boards. Um, those two offensive boards were winning plays by Kawhi and we got to get in there and help him. You know, he played great defense to force a miss and we got to be able to have his back. You know, I think those were costly. Um, about the 442 mark, you know, I got gotten to the basket, you know, before, and then I shot a three and they come down and hit a three. That's a seven point game. And then they have to climb uphill from that. You know, that was a bad shot selection on my, on my part. Um, but we did a good job of competing. So there's definitely little things that we can, you know, look at it and try and fix, but all in all, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. And I think the way we defended, the way we guarded, the way we went about the whole entire game, I think we can look back on this and, you know, say, all right, this is what we need to do, but not hang our head because it wasn't a bad loss for us. I think we can learn a lot. And I think there's a lot of things we can um, continue to do well.
3: All right, that's it. Thank you, Donovan. There you go. Donovan Mitchell finished tonight, 35 points on 12 of 27 shooting, five assists and four rebounds. And, you know, Donovan always has a tendency to say the right thing, but you got to love that. You you hear me right out of the gate. He said, this is just a bump in the road. In fact, it's a good thing for us. You know, it's, it. he's got that attitude and you can tell why, or, uh, you can see why he's such a good leader on this team.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that uh, what I really took from that and I think he made a great point, there really was a game that came down to rebounding. Um, the Jazz have been so good rebounding the ball and tonight they just they struggled to hold balls, grab balls offensively that could be easily put back. And then it seemed like every you know 5050 ball late went to the went to the clippers. Um, but he kept it all in perspective. I think that that's key. Uh, wasn't sweeping it under the rug so there's a lot of improvement to be made um, but seize this game for what it was which is a really hard fought game between two teams all right it is a really long, good team as sorry.
3: long as you mentioned in the uh, the rebounds let's do the master of the glass real quick brought to you by our friends at Safe Light Auto Glass the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of uh, jazz basketball proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz they're also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate five dollars for each rebound secured by this year's team re- rebound leader. Of course, the Master of the Glass, Tim Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert, 15 boards tonight to go along with his eight points and three block shots. I want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner. Of the Utah Jazz, learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz, follow the clips tonight, 116 to 112. More player sound coming for you straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz followed the Clippers tonight, one sixteen to one twelve in Los Angeles. The nine game winning streak comes to an end for the Utah Jazz. They've still won twenty of their last twenty two. That's still pretty good. Last time I checked. Yeah, that's 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 going to. Be- be a positive thing overall. <laughs> yeah. Uh the let's get a look at your three-point feature, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight the Jazz from three. 12 of 34. They shot 35.3%. They were led by uh Boyan Bogdanovich, who was four of five. Uh Donovan Mitchell, four of eleven. Uh Mike Conley, two of five in his return to the lineup. Um Joe Ingles, one for four. Uh Jordan Clarkson one for seven. And uh, with the attempts being down, it's hard to believe 34 is attempts being down, but uh, they got 40 the other night, and we're, we're usually seeing the Jazz in the 40s and uh, give the Clippers, again, we're giving the Clippers a lot of credit tonight, but they stayed home on the shooters, and it had an impact for sure.
2: Yeah, and the Jazz, the threes they took tonight were not like threes they got most of the year. Yep. Uh, I, I actually thought that they, they really pushed it and found ways to get threes in transition, which kind of loosened things up. But I do agree with David that that's one thing the Jazz will have to spend a lot of time on in this game, the film and figure out ways to get some catch and
3: shoot threes against this defense. Quick note, by the way, coming from the Utah jazz Twitter account tonight was Donovan's highest scoring fourth quarter of the season with 17 points. He made an adjustment. He calls it. Don't count Donovan out. I'll tell you and what. It's
2: funny though. He didn't talk about that. He, didn't no. talk, he talked about the fact they lost the game, you know, <laughs> but um, no, I think that that it's a positive thing. and, and We've we've talked about Donovan being the guy who, you know, can really make plays and get out this team out in front. And I thought he played really really well in the second half, played with great
3: purpose. But he was on attack. All right, let's uh, get some more post game sound for you. Throw it back to L.A. where Mike Conley is addressing the media.
4: Okay, we'll get started with Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV.
1: Welcome back, Mike. I know it wasn't the outcome you wanted, but how nice was it to be back out there with your guys tonight?
4: Um, it was it was great to finally get to get let off the leash. I, I like to say, you know, been waiting for a while to, to get out there and play and um, been feeling good for a while. So I'm um, just really happy to be back. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Mike, how, how encouraging is it that, you know, you guys obviously didn't play uh, your best game tonight and there are things that can be cleaned up. But even so, you were kind of right there with them at the end. Um, you know, it is encouraging. You know, we knew that this team is, um, you know, one of the top teams in the league, especially when everybody's in the lineup and um, their ability to, to cause problems both offensively and defensively throughout games are, are, are what we're going to have to compete against and, and, and have to beat in order to get to our ultimate goal. So um, for us to play a game like we played tonight and to be able to finish the way we did and execute down the stretch against a good team like this, um, I think it's a great lesson. Andy
7: Larson's Tribune. Mike, how how important is kind of the all-star nomination, yes or no, and to, to you with that? I mean, what would that mean if you were nominated or kind of what are your thoughts on that right now?
4: Um, you know, that would mean the world to me, obviously. Um, it would say a lot about, you know, me as a person uh, after the year I had last year to come back and um, compete at the level I've competed at. And I, I do feel like I've played um, well enough, you know, to, to be in that conversation and to, and to, quite frankly, be, you know, one of those reserves. So um, I think that uh, this year, you know, just everything is, is falling into place where we are the best, you know, best record. And, you know, we got a coach, um, coaching the team, you know, the West team. So um, it's all falling in line. So if it's not going to happen this year, man, it's, it's, that'll be tough. All right, that's it.
3: Thank you, Mike. There you go, Mike Conley. uh, After uh, his return to the Jazz uh, lineup tonight after missing six games, and Conley was 5 of 11, 2 for 5 from 3, 4 for 4 from the line. Uh, He had 16 points, according to our boy Ben Anderson from KSL Sports. This is the first game since uh, 2015. Conley has not had an assist, no assist tonight for Mike. But 25 points uh, and was obviously on a little bit of a minutes restriction tonight. But you heard his comments right there about the All-Star game. Tim, uh, you can't help but listen to what he said right there and just hope he makes it. I mean, that would be obviously a huge, huge deal to him personally.
2: And I think he deserves it. You know, there's probably been years that he should have been there before. Um, it just comes down now to, you know, w- whatever happens. I, but I think, honestly, Mike has had an all star first year, first half of the season. Um, you know, I thought tonight was interesting because I didn't know what to expect in very first play he came down and just cranked a three uh, off the bounce made it and I thought he looked really really good tonight he didn't show any signs of uh of the hamstring bothering him and uh, nobody was there there weren't a whole lot of assists to be had tonight that wasn't a thing it was more guys having to finish their own play um so uh, you know I don't read too much into that but Definitely uh, great to have Mike back out there.
3: Yeah, 13 assists tonight on 41 made field goals. And that that reminds us a little bit more of the beginning of the season, Jazz, than it does during kind of recent streaks. Yeah, and this one tonight was
2: nothing to do with the Jazz not moving the ball. It was everything to do with the way the Clippers guarded them.
3: Yeah, there's <clears throat> there's no doubt about it. And the Clippers played really well tonight. The Clippers shot 48% from the field. They were 10 of 30 uh, from three. And, Kawhi Leonard getting into the paint is going to be a problem for any team. And the way he comes off picks, he's just so good. Uh, We were talking off the air, you know, with Kawhi's story on how he left San Antonio and uh, some of the other things that have gone on, him leveraging some Mm, payment that is. Perk. Uh, yeah, some perks. That's the a great un- word the uncle for it. got yeah, involved. That's it, when right. It went to These things make me not want to be a fan of Kawhi Leonard's just because that stuff uh, usually rubs me the wrong way. But how could you not love his game? It's just amazing. He's it's just pure. an incredible player.
2: That's yeah, pure. And like you said, the biggest thing about him, he can get wherever he wants to get on the floor. And that's, you know, there are a few guys that can do it in the league, but um, the man, he, he can. He, he commands. A ton of respect, and then he he makes tough shots, man. He made some really tough shots all night long tonight.
3: He made a fadeaway over Rudy. That was nuts. That nobody in the NBA should be making. No, well, Rudy yeah. contested the heck out of it. Yeah, he did, and and got every bit of that. You know, what's Rudy's wingspan officially? Isn't it like seven nine? I mean, he got every bit of that wingspan right up, and just barely missed that ball. And I mean, it went in pure, yeah. no problem. Yeah,
2: and you could tell. I mean, this game meant something to Kawhi being out, and he didn't want to lose again. And, um, you know, the Clippers played really well, played hard. But the Jazz didn't necessarily – the shots didn't go in for them. They didn't get the things they wanted. But I think we talked about competitive spirit last week, and, and their competitive spirit is is definitely second
3: to none. Yeah, and you see some of these quotes, and I'll, I'll try and bring them up. I, I read them a minute ago. But you see some of these uh, quotes coming out of the, the Clippers locker room, like Kawhi Leonard saying – it's a really tough team. Uh, Patrick Beverly giving the Jazz a lot of credit, too. I mean, I think that says a lot when you hear the opponent after a win come out and, and really uh, speak highly of that team and how hard that win was, because it was. It was That was that was a tough win for the Clippers.
2: And they they pulled, you know, they tried their best to pull away. Uh, they got that thing up to 13, 14. Um, you know, it was seven late. The Jazz got that thing back to, you know, Beverly misses a free throw. They got a chance to tie the thing and send it to overtime, so... Certainly nothing to hang your head about, plenty of stuff that um, you can build on. But the biggest thing that, that I think offensively comes out of tonight is how do we figure out a way to better attack this really stringent defense of the Clippers. And that's something that we'll work on and we'll see some wrinkles next time.
3: Do you expect, like Locke does, for it to be duplicated by teams going forward? I mean, they've got Charlotte on Monday, but uh, the Lakers on Wednesday, I would guess, they would try something similar.
2: Yeah, I think teams that actually have that personality, the, the Lakers would be um you know long enough and more inactive enough to do it the key to it all really there is not a weak link on on the clippers defensively if you go down the list um all those guys whether it be by effort or you know their length are just an issue and i just don't believe at the end of the day um you
3: know that anybody else can really guard the, the jazz that effectively Yes, PN just had a stat uh, up on SportsCenter. The Jazz were 0 for 9 in the first half when their players were guarded by Patrick Beverly or Paul George. That's pretty amazing. Yeah,
2: those guys are elite defenders. Uh, Beverly's more of a motor energy guy, yeah. whereas George is just a freak of nature. You know, 6'8", crazy wingspan, and great at moving his feet and keeping people in front of him.
3: Yeah, Beverly's just that... Uh, that he's just a hound dog. Yeah, he's
2: just just gets into you.
3: All effort, toughness. He looks a little mean out there. Although he and Donovan were were laughing a little bit at the end when Donovan uh, was shooting those free throws, so you know they're competitors. But uh, I'll tell you what, he's got that chip on the. He, I love watching Patrick Beverly. I've well loved watching him for years because he just frustrates the daylights out of whoever he's guarding.
2: Yeah, the, this this Clipper team is not one. There's there's certain teams I don't necessarily love. Uh, one of them being, I'm just not a big 76ers guy. You know I. This team, the Clippers, I know they're really, really good, but I actually really like their team. And, you know, actually a team that, um, because of how hard they play, um, you know, really endear themselves to to me as a basketball guy.
3: All right, Go Where Love Takes You in the all-new completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. This is usually the spot where we do our little stat nuggets from our friend Tyson Ewing, but shout-out to Tyson. He was doing Utah women's basketball tonight. So we gave Tyson the night off when it comes to stats. So tune in Monday and he'll be back uh, floating those our way. So uh, shout-out to Tyson on his night off. If I would have known that, I would have been compiling things over here. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, we, you, I mean, we could sit here with, uh, with a jazz media guy to not come up with the no, stuff that he comes No, there's no way. We could sit here all night and not dig that stuff up. He's really good at it. All right, coming up next, we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page and look forward to Gordon Hayward and the Hornets coming in Monday night. More next on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Jazz have played 19 minutes of clutch minutes. The Clippers have played 30. It's the fewest of any two teams in the league. Donovan, oh, he's got a wide-open pass down Hollywood Boulevard, and he'll rip it for two.
3: There you go, the great David Locke with your play of the game, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection, LHMAuto.com, driven. Bayou Jazz lose tonight 116 to 112 to the LA Clippers. It's your Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz led by Donovan Mitchell tonight, 35 points, 12 27 shooting. He had five assists and four rebounds. Donovan had four points at the half, so quite the second half for Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Bogdanovich with 23 tonight, red hot shooting, actually, eight of 11, four or five from three. Um, 19 for Clarkson coming in off the bench and 16 for Mike Conley in his return. Uh, 5'11 shooting for Mike in 25 minutes. How did you think the return of Mike uh, went? Donovan Mitchell obviously gave him uh, rave reviews, but what did you think, Coach?
2: I thought it was good. I, I didn't know fully what to expect, and sometimes you kind of hold your breath um, when a guy's out that long with, with something like a hamstring that can be so nagging, but really uh, felt like the Jazz handled that injury great, uh, certainly um, held him out. Uh, probably maybe even beyond what he needed just to be completely healthy but I thought he played a great game um I thought he was active and live and moved around great and and certainly didn't
3: get hurt again so
2: uh, I think all those things were positive
3: i think it was positive that he came out with a lot of confidence i mean it seemed to me like he came out i mean uh, I should know this, but I didn't know how many What would he have six right away there in the first quarter, something along those lines. But he he came out obviously with the intent of picking up where he left off. I thought that was pretty important.
2: Yeah. And he and I think he he was one of the early ones that kind of found that transition three. And, you know, they they missed their share of those. But th- those were really good shots tonight. And um, against the Clippers,
3: when you have somewhat of an open shot with your feet set, you need to take it. All right, as far as the Clippers go tonight, Kawhi Leonard led the way, 29 points and 10 of 24 shooting. He had five boards and four assists. Uh, Patrick Beverly with 17 points tonight. Paul George with 15. Lou Williams had 19 coming in off the bench. And Marcus Morris with 17 and Marcus did a lot of that damage in the fourth quarter when uh, he was playing center and dragging Rudy out of the lane. I mean, that's it's amazing how many different looks that the Clippers can throw at you. Uh, Locke was talking about this today too. That uh, if they wanted to, they can play that lineup where everybody is six eight or bigger, which is just incredible.
2: Yeah, and, and they they do not miss a beat. You know, they almost become they come different offensively, but they almost become as potent because they have, you know, three four guys that can play isolation basketball and um you know when it, when those four guys out there are Lou Williams and Kawhi and uh Paul George and Morris those are four elite isolation players too
3: yeah no there's no doubt about it you know it reminds me a lot and I don't mean to bring up bad memories for jazz fans but those laker teams with Kobe and Pau Gasol and um oh what why am i forgetting their big uh, their big guy in the middle oh he ended up getting traded to Philly why am i uh why am i uh I'm spacing on it too. I know, but anyway, they had in uh, Lamar Odom, and of course they had that lineup where they had three Andrew Bynum, jeez, uh, where they had the the three seven footers into their front court, and then Kobe Bryant, who of course was you know six 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 seven, a big long player, and uh, just the 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 flexibility and the defense and all the 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 difficult situations they were able to cause for certainly the Utah Jazz, but a lot of teams out there with just sheer size, length, and athleticism. And that's what this team's going to do. This
2: Clippers team, they don't sacrifice that, you know, defense when they go small. Um, they have an answer for, With I really like their center combination. And and then Kawhi's just, you know, Kawhi's Kawhi, Paul George is Paul George. Um, what's going to be really interesting and, and important is to, to avoid at all costs having to play both these L.A. teams in the playoffs. Um, you know, the Jazz have, have had a great start and carved out some, some distance, you know, not a ton, but some,
3: they just got to continue to build on that. All right, uh, Coach, let's get a couple of final thoughts from you on this one before we put this baby to bed. Well, I want to recap, you know, let's, let's
2: talk about the week that was. I, I think, you know, everybody was excited because this was, uh, was going to be a week where we saw um, the East Conference leaders come through, and, you know, the Jazz did a great job of, of dealing and handling Philly, Philly played really well, but the Jazz were were great. Um, Obviously, went to LA, had a shorthanded game against the Clippers. I think tonight was was really what you can kind of count on when the when the Clippers and the Jazz play. I think the Jazz are going to shoot the ball better and they'll get more comfortable with the way the Clippers guard them. But my opinion, those two teams are one one a. I don't know what position you'd put them. Uh, I'd probably still put the Jazz as the best team in the league, Um, but. I thought overall, you know, for, for what this team's been through, a great week. Um, I'm not discouraged. I almost look at it like Donovan. It might be a good thing. You have, you line up a bunch of a green W's and one L uh, maybe refocus and, and go on another big, long run here.
3: All right. We want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone calling all the action tonight, doing a terrific job as uh, usual. Andrew Sorensen was our um, uh, broadcast assistant tonight. Thanks to, uh, Alex Lundberg, our boy Lundy, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Big thanks to him. Thanks to the title sponsor of the post-game show. That's Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official home uh, Subaru partner. Excuse me of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. Tim, thank you, sir. It's been a whirlwind week, buddy. Enjoy a couple of a couple of days with the fam, huh? Yeah, you too, my man. to is your final. The Jazz fall to the Clippers. Up next, Jazz take on the Hornets Monday night here at Vivint Arena. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.